how to find gold in any situation. Hey, I'm Scott Packford. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to prime your mindset to find opportunities where most people just find problems. And I have one example from my own life, a couple other examples that I'm going to share with you, as well as give you some specific tactics that you can use to apply this to your mortgage business. Before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use. It's got some cool features like smart docs. It knows what documents clients need. It's connected to Lender Spotlight, which means you can go search 8,000 different lender guidelines and rates, and they're always updating it, as well as smart submission notes. Go check them out at lendescom slash Finmo. All right, so how to find gold in any situation. You know, recently I was watching a documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Pumping Iron, not because I have any interest in ever being a bodybuilder, because I don't want to stand around in a Speedo. I mean, kudos to you if that's your thing. But I do respect anybody, whatever the sport is, or the activity that gets to championship level. And so this is why I like to watch these types of documentaries. So watching Pumping Iron, the hairstyles and stuff, kind of hilarious, but it was filmed in 75. Arnold Schwarzenegger was going for his sixth Mr. Olympia title. And there was one point in there, and I'm always looking for what I find is like, what is the gold in this? What's the little like nugget? And for me, when Arnold was talking about how when he's preparing for a competition, he does not let any negative thoughts enter his head. Like he will protect himself from that. He'll basically do everything he can to eliminate any negative thoughts in his head. Because you go into a competition, you have to have confidence. You've got to not get in your own head in a negative way. For instance, he gives the example of, he said he was talking to the person interviewing him and he said, if my car was stolen right now, I wouldn't even let it bother me. He said, I would call my assistant and have her call the insurance company and I would just laugh about it. And it's like, wow, like most people, when something like this happens, negative, we lose a car. My daughter got hit in a small rear end accident the other day. And you could get really upset about these things. And how could this happen to me? Life's unfair. Well, that's never going to help you. Like you're not going to be in a better state by doing that. And he wasn't even that old. He knew this at a young age. So I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, there's many reasons why Arnold was successful, but protecting his mindset is absolutely critical. Let's tell you another quick story, an example of this. I had a coach, I was in a coaching program that was very expensive, like crazy expensive, but it was worth every penny. And my coach, sales coach that we had, a mindset coach, his name was Mark Von Muser. And Mark was a director of coaching for Tony Robbins. He coached like a hundred of Tony Robbins coaches. And he was a sales guy. He knew his stuff, man. And he told me one time, he said, you know, I won't get angry at somebody in traffic because if I do, it'll affect my sales for the next three days. I'm like, Mark, you're crazy. Like, what are we talking about getting angry at some idiot in traffic who cuts you off, who probably deserves, you know, they're being an idiot. How does that affect you? Here's the thing that Mark knew, and as well as Arnold, is that if you start going down the path of looking for negative things, so you speak this negative thing, you know, you get frustrated, you get frustrated, Arnold gets frustrated because his car is stolen. You know, Mark gets frustrated because somebody cuts him off in traffic your brain will start looking for more of those things. It's not the one negative event that's going to tip you over. It's never the one thing. It's going to be the accumulation of starting to look for other negative things. So then you're like, well, what else is going to go wrong? I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, in June of this year, I had a back injury. You know, I was a paramedic in my 20s and I had some on and off back things. Nothing major, but this one was not going away. This something's off. I cannot like, normally I would go for walks and it would start to work itself out. This one wasn't happening. So I went and got an MRI done. And turns out I have a disc injury, like a bulging disc, which sucks, but apparently it can happen. And I was feeling pretty bummed because at the time I was working out all the time. I was, you know, in a good place. Now, all of a sudden, I can't do any of that. Like even walking or standing for very long at all, my leg would go numb. 
And so I was like, okay, well, I have a choice here. I can either get really frustrated by this and let this spill over into all parts of my life, or I can look for the gold in it. And what I've chose to do is like, okay, well, so I can't exercise like I was. I better get my diet in order. And so what I decided to do was I did this thing called intermittent fasting, which I do 16 hours of no eating and I eat within an eight hour period. So as soon as I finish eating for the day, I hit a 16 hour timer. And I've done that now for 140 days or something. And maybe I've there's been two days that I did not intermittent fast. One of them was Christmas and like 10 pounds lighter than I was when I was working out all the time. And so it's not just about the weight thing, but I look at it now that my disc injury forced me to basically get better at my diet. No, I would not have done it. So I could be upset by the disc injury, or I could be like, hey, wait a second, this disc injury actually forced me to go and, you know, deal with this other thing that I didn't want to do. And now it's just, it's baked in, it's habit. Like it's been so many days now that it is just second nature for me to do this intermittent fasting. I don't even think about it. So again, if I would have decided to go down the pity party and get frustrated, it would have not been good. When this thing happened too, I had this injury and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, professional athletes get injured all the time. Like if you watch these people that are playing football, hockey, whatever it is, they're dealing with injuries all the time. Their body is their business, really. And I don't remember where I watched this, but what they'll often do is they will train something else. They're not going to stop training. Just because they got an injury doesn't mean they stop training, but they will train around the injury. They'll work on another area that needs work because they can't work on that other thing. And so in a way, that's what I did by deciding to focus on diet. I was like, okay, since I can't focus on training, like I was, cause I was doing Muay Thai, I was doing kettlebell gym. I was doing a whole bunch of, you know, hiking, running. I was just going flat out. I can't do any of that now. Now I can walk for about 20 minutes and my leg doesn't go numb. And so that's after seven months. So that was one of the goals. The other thing that happened is, is that I decided that I was like, okay, I've got to start doing stretching. I went to see a physio and a kinesiologist and they gave me a bunch of stretching routine. And so now I do a stretching routine at least six days a week. And it's been rehabbing my back. And I know for a fact, because stretching is a, one of those things I would not have found enjoyable. I would not have done it if I didn't have the injury. So I could look at the injury as, again, poor me, this sucks. You know, my life sucks. I can't believe this. I was training so good. It figures, you know, you could tell all those things and they would be true temporarily. You could make them true, but they don't help you. And so instead, what I look at in any situation, if I have something negative that happens, I immediately go, where is the gold in this? What is the opportunity that I can find from this? What is the thing I can learn? Like, what's the pivot? I mean, I'll feel bummed out for a day or, you know, a two and I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to like be delusional, but I also, I'm not going to stay in that negative state. Staying in a negative state helps nobody. You are not going to be as good of a mortgage broker if you're in a negative state. You're not going to be as good of a significant other, a dad, a parent, whatever, if you're in a negative state. And if you're looking for negative things, you will find more of them. In psychology, there's this concept called selective attention. And selective attention is our ability to focus on a few things in our environment when there's lots of things happening. They say on average about 2 million pieces of data. When you're sitting in a room and there's all these things around, just look around for a second. I can see so many things on my desk around me. I'm paying no attention to the vast majority of them. And it's because of selective attention. And so selective attention is very powerful. And one of the grandfathers of modern psychology, they asked him, what's the most important concept that people should know about or should understand? He said, the value and importance of selective attention. Basically, whatever you focus on expands. So if I want to focus on negative things, things that don't go my way, things that make me upset, make me frustrated, my brain will find lots more of them because you're telling your brain, this is important. Hey, this crappy thing happened. 
look, I got frustrated. I vented about it. Some other people jumped on the bandwagon with me. Now I feel better. Go find another one. And another, and you basically create this loop of negative. Or you can be this type of person, like I, my journal I wrote down, I look at every single day is I'm a master prospector. I can find gold in any situation. That's what I tell myself. I can find gold in any situation. Something bad happens, I'm going to immediately look for where's the opportunity. If you guys recall, there was a period where Facebook got shut down and it was the weirdest thing, right? Because Facebook has been around forever and has never been shut down. There was like, I think it was a half a day. It went down and we do a lot of stuff through Facebook. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And then I was like, oh, there's an opportunity here. And I was immediately starting to work on a plan for if Facebook did not come back or did not come back in a way that was reliable. And, but of course it came back, so it was fine. Didn't even give it a second thought. I was like, okay, I could go into, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Or I could go, where's the opportunity in this? And so that's how I try to think about these things. Whenever there's a situation, it's like, you get the choice. So selective attention is very powerful. So if you choose, you can find more negative or you can find opportunities. Personally believe you're going to have a more filling life, a more enjoyable life, a more enjoyable business. If you choose to be like, where's the opportunity in this, in this situation that I didn't choose or it didn't happen, you know, and I have found that this has been very effective. Now, caveat to this, there are situations where it's going to be pretty hard to find a positive in. I'm talking about everyday normal things. I'm not talking about like the death of a child or something like that. Like, thankfully, you know, I have a couple of friends that have gone through that. It's a horrible situation. I can't even imagine, honestly. And so I'm not suggesting that finding the gold in every situation is going to apply to something that catastrophic. However, I'm meaning most of the things that we let upset us are not those things. Those are like, you know, major catastrophic events that hopefully don't happen that often. Most of the things that are upsetting us are way smaller on the scale. If you put them on a scale of things, you're like, yeah, that's not that bad. If you compare it to that, it's like, yeah, my problem with the frustrated with my underwriter or frustrated with this file or the client, yeah, that's pretty minor in comparison to, you know, losing a child. So the scale of things, what I'm suggesting is, is that you can find opportunity. You can find gold in situations if you choose. And so this guy, Mark, that I talked about, you know, one of the things that he used to do before every one of his sales calls, he called it his magic minute, which I think is a great thing for you to think about. And he would basically put his hand on his heart before you get on a sales call and talk to someone. He's like, I'm going to find something to love about this person. I'm going to connect with this person. And he was dead serious. And you're like, man, this seems kind of frou-frou. But people can pick up on your intention. If your intention is to take or sell from them, you've met people like this, you can feel it. You're like, this person just wants to take from me versus somebody who genuinely cares about me feel it because it comes through in tonality it comes through in the word choice subconscious word choice and so priming this idea of this magic minute is a great tool that he was using to keep himself in a positive state plus the idea that he just wouldn't let himself go down the negative into the negative at all like he just would protect himself from it and arnold did the same and so the whole point of this conversation is that you know we're in a market right now and the market looks like it could be better definitely sentiment's changing a little bit which is outstanding so i believe there's going to be some great opportunities in this next few months in the mortgage space. However, if you have a bad mindset, you're not going to take advantage of them. You won't. And you're not going to get the same opportunity out of them. Two people go into the same situation. One of them is going to leave with opportunity. The other ones won't. I'll give you one last example on this. And you probably heard this one before, but I think this highlights the importance of what we choose to focus on. So two shoe salesmen were sent to a country. This was back in like you know, 100 years ago or something. I was a country in Africa and first shoe salesman goes around, looks around for a day and then sends a message, telegram, hey, this is terrible. Nobody here wears shoes. You know, this is not going to work. I can't sell shoes here. Second salesman looks around, sees the same thing, messages in. This is the biggest opportunity we've ever seen. Nobody here wears shoes. Send me lots of inventory because we've got amazing opportunity. They're in the exact same situation. They're both dealing with 
you know, outside forces that they can't control, but one of them chooses to look for an opportunity the other one looks for the problem. And so we all know people like this. And the other thing is, do you want to be the kind of person who just looks for problems and everything? You know, people who look for problems in every situation, they're not a whole lot of fun to hang around with. Honestly, you're just like, oh, you know, it's like you can make everything no fun. And personally, the type of person that I want to be, the type of person that I want to continue to work towards is a person who will look for opportunities and look for gold in every situation. So that's my thoughts on that. Hopefully you choose to look for gold in situations and, you know, in files and problems every single day. And hopefully you find this helpful. Go check out that documentary and see if you find that interesting. I thought it was hilarious. Check it out. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next show. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.